Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. I don't know. I don't know what you're connected to, but I got to tell you, this immigration issue is numero uno again. And let me remind you that the last time illegal immigration... Illegal aliens were the number one thing people talked about. Donald Trump got elected president. Just saying. Just saying. Today, what time is it? It's uh, 3 o'clock. So far, we've had 4,957 illegal border crossings today. That's right. They're now doing a running count at the Federation of American Immigration Reform. We're up to uh, 4,958. And all this new data that was released by an Inspector General report last week, it revealed that from March of 2021 to August of 2022, 93% of the illegal aliens that the Border Patrol caught, the ones that were apprehended, were released into the country. Uh, That's a stunning number. But that's what... I see with my own eyes, you know, believe believe your eyes. President Biden has thrown open our borders to appease, I guess, his political base. Meanwhile, you had 106 Democrats in the House telling him we have to be more embracing of illegal immigrants. It's not, we're not doing enough. You, You can't. You can't make this stuff up, nor would I want to, because these are terrible stories. These are really sad stories. This is me letting you know that we're losing our country. And apparently, the political class could care less until it affects them personally, like New York Mayor, uh, what's his name? I can't even think of his name, Adams, right? Illegal immigration drives an exploitive underground economy. This is in the New York Times, right? Not in the uh, conservative newspapers. It says illegal immigration to New York City over the last year and a half is driving exploitation in the workforce where border crossers and illegal aliens are preyed on and swindled into jobs that leave them with few earnings. So while you got the mayor, a Democrat, Eric Adams, and the governor, a Democrat, Kathy Hochul, they keep saying that we have to welcome illegal immigration. It's the compassionate thing. It's humane. They're a sanctuary city. And then you look at what's going on there now, and they're, they're, they're maxed out. And now the aliens are starting to get abused. Gang members hiding amongst the illegals. 
a Venezuelan man. This is the New York Times. I don't want you to think I'm reading some, you know, uh, uh, conservative propaganda. This is the New York Times. One such Venezuelan man with a wife and three children told the New York Times he has been left with thousands in debt after taking out a loan to pay Mexican drug cartel smugglers to get him and his family across the U.S.-Mexico border. The man is now renting a moped for $400 a week, paying a weekly $150 fee to use an Uber Eats account under the name Jessica so he can make deliveries across Manhattan and Brooklyn, and that's his family's main source of income. This is going to destroy my hometown of New York City. During one week in July, that guy said he racked up nearly $900 through making Uber, Uber Eat deliveries, but he was left with just about $300 when his moped rental payment was due, and after paying the woman, he rents his account from. Who even thinks of these things? Hey, you can pretend you're me and, and drive for Uber Eats? Meanwhile, the man's wife, New York Times, that she's cleaning homes in Queens for just $80. Some guy from Ecuador said he figured living in the U.S. would be much easier than his native Ecuador. Ultimately, though, he has found it difficult to live. He's working 12-hour shifts delivering food on a moped like the other guy just to pay off his smuggling debts to the cartels. These interviews for months have been coming into the New York Times, and they were, they were just hiding it. They've had stories about migrant children as young as 14 years old selling candy in New York City's very dangerous subway system just to make money for their families who just got here. I have seen this myself when I was in New York. These kids were at bus stops. They were in the middle of the street. They were at parking lots. They were in front of uh, businesses you know, with a box full of uh, Hershey's. You know, I, I've seen kids do that, fundraisers for school. These kids are trying to put food on the plates at home. And I'm supposed to, you know, feel somewhat, you know, compassionate, but the conflict for the average American is exactly what propelled Donald Trump to the White House the last time. And if you don't think Donald Trump is smart enough to know that he has just about been positioned by the circumstances to repeat 2016, which is fine with me, okay? I'm there. And I saw this all coming because it's not just the fact that uh, there's all these people who have streamed into this country and they're, they're everywhere. You can't tell me you don't see them. The other day, so at 8 o'clock in the morning, driving to church, we see like eight young men, probably in their early 20s, looking very lost, walking by Fern Forest. Now, who? nobody goes to Fern Forest with a suitcase. They were kind of just, not a suitcase, like a, a duffel bag. Each one of them had a duffel bag, and they're like walking around. They're, they're probably looking for someplace to, 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 I don't know. We're just releasing people into the country who don't even speak the language, who don't have any money, who don't have any skills, and they're renting mopeds and paying off drug cartels. This is okay with people? This is okay with Biden? This is okay with Kamala Harris? These people are cruel. And then you have these insane shootings and killings. We, they videotape themselves, 
and put it online. You know, that now you had two Las Vegas teenagers facing murder charges. They hit and killed a, a bicyclist, a 64-year-old cyclist. Killed him. When the police responded to the hit-and-run crash at around 6 p.m. on August 14th, they, they found the guy, but he was so badly hurt, all they could do was rush him to the hospital, but he was pronounced dead. He was an avid cyclist, a former police chief in California. And people were able to use, the police were able to use witness statements and evidence from the scene to find the perpetrators who were driving the Hyundai that hit him. And they arrested the 17-year-old driver who had stolen the car and was also guilty of performing another hit-and-run crash. And so the police begin looking through these guys' social media, and what do they find? They find footage of the hit-and-run being recorded and laughed about, which makes it a very much an intentional act by the driver. In the video, the two in the vehicle were laughing about it, and one said, get his ass when talking about the cyclist. They even looked back to see the damage done to the victim before they sped off. This is what's roaming around on the streets. Do you remember, uh, Greg Gutfield had a great line the other night. He said, watch this video. That's where I first saw this video of the cyclist. He said, and I want you to remember how repulsed we were when we had to watch those videos of the ISIS beheading people, right? I remember enduring almost the entire uh, video of Daniel Berg's head being cut off with a pen knife, okay? And we were outraged. How is this different? When they literally, you know, drive into a cyclist and kill him laughing. It's evil. It's terrorism. Except guess what? This is us. This is our people. Or now they are. If you see a man get murdered, which is what you see in that video, you have to start thinking about where we're going. We're going to hell and, and it's real quick. It looks like a death race 2000 out there. Looks like Clockwork Orange, my favorite movie, but actually Clockwork Orange looks kind of mellow compared to what's going on in our streets. And they're laughing about it. It's gross, it's degenerate, it's unfit for civil society, yet it's somehow more common than you would imagine. You know, it's grotesque. And because, of course, the two perpetrators were young black men and the victim was white, nobody's going to talk about it. Nobody cares. There won't be any marches honoring the life of a police chief who was unjustly killed. There won't be legislation passed to ensure something like this never happens again. It'll just be swept under the rug for whatever new thing hits the news cycle tomorrow. Never even considered again. While this poor cyclist, this guy Probe's family, can never see their husband, their father, and their brother alive again. We have literally descended into the most hellish third world looking country that I ever, ever could have imagined. It's grotesque. And nobody wants to talk about these things. Now you got a, a Jewish advocacy, advocacy group in a California school district saying that the school board passed an anti-Israel ethnic studies curriculum 
without due transparency, because of course there's a Jewish community there that might be affected by this. All this, uh, Israel's an apartheid state. Israel's committing war crimes against Palestinians. But you know what? Everybody hates the Jews. So that's not a big news story. It's just dreadful, dreadful. And my, my, um, my heart really does hurt for a country that I love. It was just Constitution Day yesterday, and I did my thought of the day on it, so you'll want to hear that later. And it just amazes me how the Founding Fathers really understood the potential dangers that any country, I mean, you, you just have to know history to know that empires rise and then empires fall. So they said, what can we do to prevent this incredible concept, this government by the people? How do we ensure that it doesn't fall apart? And so they, they designed this beautiful constitution. They designed this three branches of government so that there's recourse and so that people are, are are, are the ones with the power. And look at where we are now. Look at this. An open border. Let me check the, the ticker right now because I'm sure by now uh, there's uh, 4,963 illegal border crossings today. Since I've been on the air, what is it, 16 minutes? We've added from 52 to 61. 12 people crossed the border since I started talking to you. You got you to rise up. You must refuse to comply, and you have to rise up. This is going to be a political uh, storm that's about to take place. Do not be afraid. Put on the full armor of God. Get out there and fight this fight. We're doomed if we don't, if we don't change this government. We'll lose our country. Let me take a break. Don't forget to download our app, 850WFTL.com is our website. And if you want to see the counting of illegal border crossings today, it's uh, fair, fairus.org, fairus.org. I'll be right back. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. So, I mean, you know, I just, I, I, I just can't wrap my mind around this. The only reason that I'm not completely freaked out is because I am convinced that all these subjects I'm talking about are going to determine who the next president of the United States is. That, that's what. I don't care what the media says. I don't care what the newspapers say. I don't care about meet the press and or any of that stuff. I really don't. It's just bizarre to me that we just had a terror threat from Hamas and there's in Israel and and they're citing the big Satan. That's us. People don't understand what's going on with this administration, the whole world is saying, you know, all bets are off. Whatever you want to do, do it. Nuclear option, great. 
Kim Jong-un, go, go make a deal with Russia, with Putin. Now, there's a great pair. Does anybody believe for a second that if Donald Trump were president, that this stuff would be going on? Well, you know it wouldn't be because he was president and it didn't go on. And it's all the same players. I, you know, listen. Then they want to, and it's so amazing to me. Then they want to, literally, this is the, the new thing. They're saying that Trump attacked Jews on Rosh Hashanah in his Rosh Hashanah message. No, he didn't. He did the same thing I do. He attacked liberal Jews. Liberal Jews who are destroying the, their world. They don't support Israel. They're not conservatives. They, they basically want to destroy this great country. They're constantly telling us how bad we are. It's not the fact that they're Jewish. It's the fact that they're liberals. And I get it. I totally get it. You know, could it be phrased differently? Probably, but we're talking about Trump. Trump says what he's thinking. And he knows what's destroying this country. So do I. Is there any question in your mind? To, that, to think that we just, we just made a deal with Iran and gave them billions of dollars. And when this moron Blinken tells us it has to be used for humanitarian purposes, I want to spit in his face. Because he's a liar. Or if he believes that, he is too stupid to be the Secretary of State. He's too stupid to take up any space. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I might be deprived of oxygen because of him. It's gross. You know, oh, they put, uh, you know, and the, and the press, the press is like psycho. They really are. Oh, well, we're so grateful. You know, he, he's, uh, he put, Freedom ahead of money. What? That was frozen Iranian money. And it was frozen for a reason. So the Americans that were released, I think there were five, you know, they're happy. I'm sure they are. They were flown from Tehran to on a Qatar Airways today. They were greeted on the tarmac at Doha Airport by the U.S. ambassador to Qatar. Timmy, the price of their freedom was $6 billion. So now we pay. If you have one of our citizens, by the way, these five men are Iranian Americans. Hey, everybody likes to put those, uh, you know, uh, hyphenated American stuff, you know, paraded around. Well, these were five Iranian Americans convicted of acting. Uh, you just, you can't, you can't, you can't make me feel better about this. What do you think he's going to do with that money? What do you think the mullahs are planning? Humanitarian stuff? You think they're going to, everybody's going to get a check like we do here in this country? You think everybody's going to get a new house? Or they're going to be like, Oprah, you get a car and you get a car and you, no, 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 they're going to, Buy more weapons, perfect more weapons, 
and they are going to try and wipe Israel off the face of the earth. And if they're successful, we're next. Just saying. You know, I don't think there's anybody in my audience who doesn't understand that this is a bad deal. It's a bad deal. The deal is literally a ransom. We just paid ransom. We don't do that. Oh, but, you know, a blink in is, oh, there are guardrails on what it can spend this money. How will we know where the money is spent? The Iranian president, Raisi, he said this week, we'll decide how that money would be spent. You know, you don't care what Tony Blinken says or Joe Biden says. Awful, awful. The, and then, the, you know, you think of the audacity, and the only one who pointed it out was Trump. The audacity of making an announcement about this deal on 9-11. I mean, how out of touch do you have to be? And you're the president? That administration didn't think that might be poor timing? I just, uh, I, I, I know that in the back of my mind, all I keep saying is, this is good for my cause. This is good for my cause. Because there's no other bright side, okay? I don't want Americans detained wrongfully anywhere. But I don't want to pay ransom for them. If we start paying ransom, they're going to kidnap every American they can get their hands on. You name them, they'll take them. And if you think they can only do it if they're in Iran, forget about that. I know people who go to places like Qatar and who go to Saudi Arabia, um, and they go to uh, they go wherever they want to in the Middle East. They they really like you know uh, all the wealth and splendor and these great. They have these great getaway deals. I I just know a young twenty three year old who just went off on one of these trips. What makes you think? that knowing you have an American, a pe person holding an American passport, why wouldn't you just take them? I'm sorry. It's the same thing as the border. I don't blame those people who are crossing the border. How could you blame them? I blame this administration for turning my country into a third world banana republic. We're up to almost 5,000 illegal border crossings today. 5,000 today. It's only 3 o'clock Eastern time, 3.30. Think about that. 5,000 people crossed the border illegally today that we know of, that we were able to count. And the data that was released in this report tells me that the, of the 1.3 million people that they've counted, they released Almost half of them, 430,000 illegal aliens on their own recognizance. No conditions, no surveillance. They get a notion to appear, notice to appear in immigration court. And I'm sure they all like put that in plastic and make sure that they take good care of it. They released 318,000 illegal aliens with parole and placed them in the alternatives to detention program. We just hit 5,000 today. 5,000 illegal border crossings today. ICE released 370,000 of the illegal aliens apprehended by the Border Patrol without specifying even how they could do it. What's the legal authority? Just tell them, hey, uh, report to an ICE office when you reach your final destination. 
So in total, of the 1.3 million illegal aliens apprehended by the Border Patrol, 1,213,93% were released into the country. 93%. I'm sick to my stomach. And I told you before, the only hope is that the guy I'm supporting for the presidency, Donald J. Trump, actually wins the election in spite of everything, in spite of all of this legal shenanigans that they've thrown at him, in spite of uh, you know self-hating Republicans, all of that. I changed my registration. You know, I'm, I do what I consider right for the moment. So for the next uh, you know year, there's going to be an R on my card. That MPA won't get me into the primary. And that primary has to be a resounding victory for Donald Trump. And then the general election, he's got to beat whoever it is they run, whether it's uh, you know Biden, Harris, whoever it is. He's got to beat a big, he's got he's to have an outrageous victory. And guess what? Since Congress is doing nothing to protect us at the border, Congress is doing nothing to relieve the pain of the inflation that we're experiencing down here on the street, since Congress seems as though it just is immobile, we got to get an executive in there who can do the work. Let me take a break. Don't forget, you're listening to The Joyce Kaufman Show here on 850 WFTL. I'll be right back. So here's a story that just kind of blows my mind. You know, we're, we're missing an F-35 fighter jet because the pilot um, ejected because there was some kind of mishap. And so he put the aircraft into what they call zombie state, an automated flight pattern mode. And so then he ejects, he's out, and we don't know where this $100 million military aircraft, which was flying over South Carolina when he made his exit. So if that thing is still flying, because there's no evidence so far that it's crashed, and there was like an automated flight, I assume they know where it was going. So they're trying to locate, they want your help. <laughs> I was on on X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, help us locate an F-35 that was involved in a mishap this afternoon. Pilot ejected safely. If you have any information that may help our recovery teams locate the F-35, please call the Base Defense Operations Center. What if it lands on somebody's house? Do you ever see one of these, this, these jets? They're ferocious. Yeah, $100 million jet. Little thing, but powerful flying around with no pilot in it. Nobody in their right mind thinks that's a good story. Uh, um, all these things make me wonder, what are people saying all over the world about us right now? They've got to be. they got to be crazy. And in case you think I like overreact, you know, I have a, a new hat and it says the final variant is communism. 
And somebody said to me yesterday, oh, that's really like, don't wear that. And I said, well, somebody has to let you know what's going on. Now you got the mayor in Chicago who replaced Lori Lightfoot or whatever that uh, lunatic was, right? They got this new mayor, another left-wing lunatic, who now, because they're having so much trouble keeping stores in Chicago, like they're just pulling out because of the robberies and the you know the, the threats, uh, windows broken, merchandise stolen. You know, so the stores are leaving. So, what is the answer to that? Like in a normal person's mind, I think I'm fairly normal. My answer to uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson is like maybe you need to beef up your police presence in these areas because if Walmart and Whole Foods have closed down, then obviously they're willing to give up the money that they could make in those areas because they can't they can't ensure assure their staff that they'll be safe. This is absolutely crazy. So what does the mayor want to do? Not beef up police presence. No, no, no. He wants to create city-run grocery stores to promote equitable access to food after half of the city's Walmart and Whole Foods stores all closed. He has announced a partnership with the Economic Security Project to open municipally owned grocery stores in Chicago. Help me out here. How is that not communism? You have to buy your food at a grocery that's not a private business, but it's run by the city, the city which can't protect you, the city which can't, can't keep garbage uh, you know, off the streets, the city where little kids you know, get, get shot while their mothers or grandmothers are braiding their hairs, the gang, gang fire comes through their window and they get shot. But the most important thing that Mayor Brandon Johnson can come up with is, we're going to own the grocery stores. Okay. Don't tell me to take my hat off, okay? I'm just prescient when it comes to these things. This is some serious stuff that you're watching. You already had people who were challenged to get the grocery stores. This is how they do it. They make things so bad that you're like excited to go socialist, to go communist. Let me see. Major successful retailers and major successful grocery store operations have pulled out of certain zip codes due to chronic crime, but the city of Chicago is going to install and manage taxpayer subsidized grocery stores. What could possibly go wrong? Maybe maybe it'd be more important if you taught people not to steal so that the grocery stores don't have to close. Residents should be taught to respect businesses if they want the businesses to stay in business. So you have a city with a budget shortfall right now of $538 million dollars they want to own grocery stores with taxpayer funds only in some neighborhoods. Is that, is that not bigotry in the final stage prior to total abdication of freedom? If you want stores to locate in places like that, maybe you should crack down on crime, particularly shoplifting. Those stores close because people steal their merchandise. 
It's hard for businesses to stay open when your inventory walks out the door with a shoplifter. I don't believe the city of Chicago could run an ice cream stand in the summertime, let alone a grocery store. Half of the Walmarts, they had eight Walmarts in Chicago. They closed four because they were simply not making any money there. Half of all the Walmarts in Chicago, boof. They haven't been profitable since we opened the first one 17 years ago. The store loses tens of millions of dollars a year and their annual losses nearly doubled in just the last five years. And they're still, the four that stayed, they're still going through hellacious. Whole Foods closed in Englewood. I'm telling you guys, this is it. This is what people like me and Rush, the late, great Rush Limbaugh, people like Hannity, people like Dan Bongino, this is what we've been telling you, okay? They want total control. The thought of any city, never mind Chicago, but any city, saying they're going to own the access to groceries for entire areas or zip code areas tells me we have just given up. That's all. And, and I know how this story ends, okay, because can't make money. Taxpayers would be funding this. Instead of a $538 million deficit, they do this, and next year they have a oh, triple, triple that amount deficit. Why don't you just give them the food? That's where we're going. I'm telling you, it'll be city-run grocery stores. Well, people, you know, food is a basic human necessity. People have a right to food. <laughs> I feel it. I see it. I can't. I'm not wearing my hat. That's all. And you ought to make sure you have you. You must refuse to comply button on. Because let me tell you something else. There's a report out today, which they're trying to hide from us, which says that you are much less likely to get COVID now if you didn't have a shot and a booster. The shots and the booster increase your likelihood of contracting COVID. So to all my friends and listeners who didn't get the shot, didn't take the jab, you were the smartest people out there. Now, don't forget, coming up after me is Eric Erickson. And then tomorrow morning, Jen and Bill will be back at 6 a.m., followed by Brian Kilmeade, followed by the one and only Dan Bongino, and then followed by me. So just keep your dial right where it is. I'll be right back to finish the show. So we just keep on keeping on. I, I, you know, I got to tell you, this is the, the terrible part about what I do for a living, is I actually am at my most excitable and excited when things are really dark because my understanding I've lived long enough you know I'm here in my seventh decade and when things get really bad enough we the people have had enough and we we don't only just push back we make sure that there is a change and that's what we have to do. So now, you know, the, the big story is about this Russell Brand. Uh, you know, I, I know zero about 
this guy. I mean, obviously, the only time I ever paid attention to him really was when he interviewed or he had Tucker Carlson on right after Tucker got uh, canned at at uh, at uh, Fox. But, uh, you know, this guy was married to Katy Perry. So he just got accused of sex crimes. And, you know... And now they're going after the BBC and they're going after Channel 4 where he has his show because they say he's enabling Russell Brand to get away with this stuff. The MPs and lawyers said the investigation posed huge questions, serious claims against one of its ex-stars. The broadcaster is again facing allegations. So you see what ends up happening if you are the, uh, you know, the, the business, for instance, I work for a company that owns many radio stations all around the country, and they have different people in place to manage a particular area. We're the Palm Beach Hubbard Collective. And so in the final analysis, if they don't take action when they know that something is illegal, happening there, or certainly uh, questionable. Like, the guy writes a book saying that he had sex with all the people who, who were winning contests on this station, on this BBC music station, in the toilets. And he said everybody knew he was doing it. And he didn't get fired. He, you know, listen, all I can tell you is that isn't it interesting how the whole hashtag Me Too movement brings some people down and other people just skate? And then we'll get a big headline like the one today about Russell Brand. And, you know, I'm, I, it just boggles my mind how this country and apparently Great Britain <laughs> as well have disintegrated. Jan Werner just got removed from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He founded the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, I'm no fan of Jan Wenner. I'm not, you know, but he wrote a book called Like a Rolling Stone, a Memoir. And during an in interview, somebody said, you know, how come there's only, you know, white people, all white and all males? in your book, why didn't you, because he, he interviews various musicians and it's called The Masters. So in other words, he had interviews with guys like Bob Dylan and Mick Jagger and, and Jerry Garcia, John Lennon, Bruce Springsteen, all of these, uh, you know, well, white musicians. Not one woman and no black musicians. And this was his answer to the broadcaster. He said, it's not that they're inarticulate, although go have a deep conversation with Grace Slick or Janis Joplin. Please be my guest. You know, Joni Mitchell was not a philosopher of rock and roll. Of black artists, you know, Stevie Wonder's a genius. Eh, I suppose when you use a word as broad as masters, the fault is using the word. Maybe Marvin Gaye or Curtis Mayfield. I mean, they just don't articulate at that level. So they threw them off the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which he founded. And, you know, 
a liberal and obviously a misogynistic racist. So stop. Stop accepting labels that really belong on them. You know, whenever somebody points a finger at you, there are three fingers pointing back at themselves, sometimes four. So I thank you for your time this time. Until next time, my plan is to be back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. If it be as will, any delays is coming. I'll actually be in the studio with Sharina tomorrow. And that's going to be fun. So you just, uh, just make sure you don't touch that dial. Stay right where you are. Because before you know it, I'll be back. May God bless you. And may God bless the United States of America. See you tomorrow. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.